Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. A few short years ago, my husband was researching the effects fasting could have on sick bodies. The conversation got me thinking about fasting and prayer, something I remember doing a little bit with my church in the past, but had honestly forgotten about. I went to my bookshelf of prayer books at that point over 60 and searched the table of contents to find a chapter on fasting. I was amazed to find that only one had a specific chapter on fasting. And in case you're wondering, I most definitely included a chapter of fasting in Pray Confidently and Consistently. So I immediately hit Google to find every instance in the Bible that fasting was mentioned and ended up finding a book or two on the topic as well. As I dove into God's Word, I realized just how many people in the Bible had fasted. This wasn't some discipline relegated to the special prayers. These were everyday people sacrificing food for the sake of being satisfied by the Lord. And if you do have a copy of Pray Confidently and Consistently, check out pages 217 and 218 for a list of the fasters in the Bible. It's insane. The more I studied the more I saw what a vital part of my prayer life had laid dormant for too long. Why is it vital? I love what Andrew Murray once said, prayer needs fasting for its full growth. Prayer is the one hand with which we grasp the invisible. Fasting is the other hand, the one with which we let go of the visible. Let's take a minute to unpack this. Prayer helps us grasp the invisible. It's a little taste of eternity as we commune with God on earth. It's moments when my everyday problems seem smaller as I talk with the creator of the universe. And the majority of the time, prayer does wonders to shift my perspective and remind me of what's important. Those things that I can't necessarily see. But fasting, fasting is like cutting the ropes, keeping a hot air balloon down. We're severing the tug of the world to keep us grounded here in every day when we are desperately trying to touch heaven or more realistically focus on the eternal things that are more real than anything we can touch with our fingers. I said prayer shifts my perspective the majority of the time and not all of the time because there are moments when the world's tug is so strong. It's the moments I try to pray for weeks and feel my prayers bouncing off the ceiling or pray over and over for something and long for some sort of breakthrough. Fasting is a unique and vital way to unplug from the world and plug into the Lord. So let's talk through several common questions that come up about fasting. Number one, can I fast from anything? I'll say I'm a big proponent of fasting from food for a few reasons. This is what we see people fasted from in scripture. And food is what has a hold of most of us. Does just the thought of fasting from food bring out all the excuses in you? You want me to fast? Is that really necessary? What if I can't for health reasons? Those reasons being that there's a one in one million chance I faint from one skipped meal and I just can't chance those odds. Reese Howells knew the excuses were cause for alarm. He said, my agitation was the proof of the grip it had on me. If the thing had no power over me, why did I argue about it? 
If we desire to fast from other things because they'd be easier, not medically, but mentally, then I think fasting from food is our answer. It's a physical way we hunger for God more than anything else that could sustain us so symbolically. I think food is traditionally most powerful. If you truly have restrictions that make it difficult, you can still fast from food, whether it's green juices in place of a meal, if you still need the calories, or one meal a day, or even your favorite foods and try something like a Daniel fast. Why don't we fast? We've already kind of covered the obvious reasons for it, like it's simply not being talked about a lot or not knowing its importance, but there's also something else that might crush our toes a bit. We desire for deep communion with the Lord while doing the absolute bare minimum. Yikes, right? John Wesley once said, Why are we not more holy? Chiefly because we are enthusiasts looking for the end without the means. I think about this idea often, how we desire so much to pray like the people we've read about through history and wonder why we don't experience the miracles or answered prayers other generations have. And I'm convinced it's because they invested so much more into their prayer life than we realize. We might assume that God provided outrageous miracles after 15 minutes in prayer, when often it was hours on their knees in a sacrifice of fasting. That's not to say that what we give to the Lord only matters if it hits a certain point, only that we should realize possible faulty expectations of that time. Okay, now why should we fast? I'm just going to give it the short answer because God said so. Okay, I kid a little, but truly, Jesus, when he talks about fasting, doesn't say if you fast, but when you fast. It has a place in every believer's life, and it has the power to draw us closer to the Lord. In what circumstances should we fast? In scripture, we see people fasting to draw near to God, repentance, humbling, guidance and direction protection, mourning, and strength in times of temptation. We can also fast when others are praying for these things as well, and not just for ourselves. We can fast for corporate reasons like revival in our church and for healing of someone we know. Ask the Lord to lead you in when to fast. I have gone through seasons strictly being led to fast as well as seasons of fasting one day a week. Both are great. I think a combination is great too. One reason I love weekly fasting is the commitment required, and I can't convince myself that I didn't really feel a prompting from the Lord. It's a decision I make ahead of time. Okay, now how should we fast? While I go into a lot more detail in the book on this, here are some quick thoughts. Number one, don't overcomplicate it. The simplest fast I do is no food for breakfast and lunch and just drink water during that time. I'm not your doctor, so if you think there's a reason to be cautious here, talk it over with a professional. I'd say the best question to ask is, is this really a sacrifice? If you decide to give up one food group like broccoli and you hate broccoli, you're not fasting. Number two, fast to learn about fasting. Actually, fasting is where I learned a ton about fasting. We could read about it all day long, but God called us to go beyond that and actually do it. You don't have to be an expert before you get started. Number three, have a spiritual goal in mind. Be praying for something specific. And this is something I learned from Ronnie F. Floyd in his book, The Power of Prayer and Fasting. 
And I think it's important because it keeps our mind focused on something that specific that we're praying for throughout the day. Number four, change the pace of your soul. In the book, I shared several examples about my first few experiences with fasting, and I learned the importance of slowing down and becoming aware of what I was doing. The aim isn't simply to avoid food and distract ourselves so much that we never think about what we're sacrificing. The sweetest moments of fasting for me had been making my kids lunches or breakfast, knowing full well that I was saying no to it and why. It became a beautiful worship experience during my fast. Number five, spend extra time in prayer. Though it might feel difficult if you have kids underfoot, make an effort to incorporate more prayer in your fasting time. This might literally be while you'd normally be eating, or it could be like me while I was making food for my kids. Number six, Spend time in prayer before you break your fast. Take five to 30 minutes in prayer, processing the day with the Lord. I have ended a fast two ways, this slow, methodical way, and I've also ended it shoving chewies in my face while watching a baking show with Tyler and the girls. The slow, methodical way is so sweet and God-glorifying. It's like choosing not to bolt out of the door of the Lord's presence, but to end still knowing that God satisfies me more than anything else. And I just, before I wrap up, I had to share this fun fact. While I was reading, I was reading two books at the same time, Reese Howell's um, biography, as well as God's Chosen Fast by Arthur Wallace. And I decided to pick up the biography first one day. And amazingly, it was about fasting. It was so cool to get to hear his experience with it. And after reading a chapter of the Reese Howells book, I switched to the book on fasting. And within a few pages, they shared the exact section from the other book I read by Howells. I just thought that was a really cool thing that God um, brought to my attention and is something that I got to share with you guys today. And if I didn't answer all your questions on fasting, definitely check out the chapter in the book of Pray Confidently and Consistently. Uh, It is one of our longer chapters in the book because I learned so much and I would love to share it with you. And now your call to action. Decide today when you will fast and pray about what you will fast for. Invite a friend or a family member to do it with you for added encouragement. And if you want more, we've got a few resources for you. We have a blog post that I'm going to link to in the show notes of just very basics of fasting. We also have that chapter in Pray Confidently and Consistently that I think will answer a lot of your questions about fasting. And we also have in Springboard Prayers, two prayers, one for fasting and one for breaking your fast. In fact, on Friday, I'm going to share the prayer um, for starting your fast. Right now, you might be wondering why I'm always sharing our own products. I pray it doesn't feel salesy, honestly. We truly create resources that answer the questions we've heard from our community for the last eight years. And we're grateful to be able to point you to these things that we know can help. So check out the shop for our most valuable resources at valmariepaper.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, would you share a screenshot on social? We love seeing what resonates most with you guys. So tag us and let us know. This is our own little way instead of having comments like we do in the blog or on social media. All right, join us on Friday as I share a prayer for fasting. <laughs>